welcome to Love Through It. I'm your host, Liana Nielsen, former actress and comedian turned certified integrative nutrition health coach. I found my way here after spending my 20s getting sick and then learning how to heal myself from an autoimmune condition, depression, anxiety, and an eating disorder when countless doctors were no help. Combining both traditional and alternative methods, I found healing through a deeper mind-body connection. I am so excited to share what I've discovered with you. Here, I'll chat with friends, experts, and clients on how they love through their biggest challenges to build lives and bodies they love. You ready? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to Love Through It. I am your host, Liana Nielsen, and I must say, I am so excited and I am so nervous. I have wanted to do this for such a long time. And you know, here we are. So this feels like a big deal to me. And I I just want to say before we even start, I'm so grateful that you're here and that you're listening um, because I feel very called to share the work I have been doing for the past 10 years. And I figured I would start the first episode just telling you a little bit about why why you should care, I guess, (laughs) and who I am and why it matters. At this point, I am a certified integrative nutrition health coach. I am a former actress, but first and foremost, I am a seeker. I love learning. I love growing. I love evolving. And I've always been really fascinated with, and I guess this <laughs> always feels embarrassing maybe to say out loud, but with self-help and self-development. I'm, I've always been super introspective and I love this area. And I became a health coach because I got pretty sick in my 20s. But I want to back things up a little bit before that and give you a little bit of background on me and then what we're doing here. Sound good? Cool. All right. I'm just going to assume you said yes. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so I grew up in Maine uh, with some hippy-dippy parents in the middle of the woods running around barefoot, oddly enough, on a dirt road called Hollywood Boulevard, (laughs) which is so random. Um, you know, ran around barefoot a lot, eating organic food from the farm down the road. Kind of really idyllic childhood, only child. It was a little strange. My dad is a dentist, but his biggest passion in life is ornithology. So there are a lot of weird things in my childhood. They'd like pull me out of fifth grade for two months to go camping in Central Africa or St. Lucia. So I had a little bit of a funny uh, hippy-dippy childhood, but it was a lot of fun. I was a pretty happy, healthy kid. Fast forward to college. I decide to go to school in Washington, D.C. And about, you know, two, three months into my freshman year, I, for the first time in my life, start dealing with depression, anxiety. I put on the freshman 15. And all of a sudden, I'm anxious and overwhelmed. And a girl at the end of my hall is like, hey, the best way to lose that weight and fit back into your pants is to throw up. So I was like, well, I don't know what else to do. So like, cool, let's go for it. So it took one semester of college, I feel like, undo all the nice 18 years of wholesome living. And I became anxious, depressed, bulimic, all of the things. And that started really this internal struggle with my relationship with myself and my body and my mental health. And I was lucky enough to sort of get a handle on it. You know, the bulimia kind of went back and forth up until... I would see a therapist. I, you know, I, I I started living by myself. I was really careful with what I brought into my house and was doing the best I could. And 
by the time I graduated college, I was in a pretty good mental health space. But then I decided, what did I want to do more than anything in the world? Be an actress. So I am going to move to New York City, the you know the least stressful place you could go, right? Um, and I'm going to become an actress. Also, the least stressful profession you can get into. Um, and of course, everything sort of falls apart. You know, my freshman year of life, we used to lovingly refer to it as. And the first probably, you know, four or five, six years of living in New York in my 20s, the wheels slowly started to come off in a number of different ways. And I didn't know, and it wasn't really a big thing yet, but that I was a highly sensitive person. Now everyone is talking about it. it's the only thing you see on Instagram, but that's definitely me. And, you know, I just didn't have a lot of tools. So, so much of, and they say, I, I always find this really, really interesting. They say an audition is equivalent to a minor car accident on your nervous system. So here I was, a very highly sensitive person, having, you know, a few, a handful to sometimes a lot of minor car accidents <laughs> every single week. Um, I had a, you know, I worked at a hedge fund my first job, but I quickly realized I hated it and, you know, became a bartender. So these crazy hours was living on like caffeine and Jameson and occasionally some cocaine. So like not a great lifestyle, late night pizza, um, running around having car accidents all week. So again, my body starts to fall apart. And I start to notice I have like digestive issues. So again, it's the beginning. It's like, oh, you have IBS. I'm going to a doctor. I'm having digestive issues. I'm putting on weight. So that's really triggering a lot of my mental health stuff, my bulimia. Not even so much as practicing it as much as like self-loathing, right? Um, and then I'm eating weird things. I'm not sleeping. I'm having way too many stimulants. So I, you know, start developing a lot more anxiety. I eventually buy my mid to late. 20s become quite depressed. Um, and things get weirder. All of a sudden, I'm having a lot of internal bleeding. My hair is falling out by the handful. I start getting all of these reactions in my mouth to basically all raw fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, all the things where I'm having like almost anaphylaxis, fish, like so many things are making me very allergic. Um, my period stops and then I start developing all these skin conditions. So by my mid to late 20s, I do not know what's going on. So I started seeing all of these different doctors and I went to an allergist, right? Because I'm like, okay, what's going on with these food allergies? <laughs> and they basically were like, oh, you have oral allergy syndrome. So just for the rest of your life, you can't eat these foods. And it was like three pages long. And basically it was like all raw fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, all of the things. I went to a dermatologist because of this, what was going on with my skin. And they're like, oh, you just need lasers and creams. I saw someone about my hair. They're like, you just need to take some vitamins. I saw someone about my hormones. You just need to take a pill. So eventually when you want to get pregnant, you'll you'll be able to. Don't even worry about it. Here, you should go on um, birth control. And my dermatologist was like, no, you should get off birth control because of what it's doing to your skin. And then my psychologist or psychiatrist at the time was like, you should go on antidepressants immediately. So like literally everyone was trying to give me a quick fix, a cream, a pill for the one area of my body. And no one was looking at the whole piece. And I remember when I eventually went to get a colonoscopy, because not to be gross, but I was pooping blood at a rate that was like kind of terrifying. And I was like, this can't be okay. Like this, this cannot be okay. 
And I remember I got a colonoscopy and the woman was like, so we got your test results back and you have some symptoms of one autoimmune disease. Like it could be Crohn's, it could be colitis, it could be something we don't know about yet. We don't know yet. So I would like you to come back in a year when your symptoms get worse and we'll put you on steroids for the rest of your life. And here I am, like at this point, I'm having fatigue issues. It's hard for me to get out of bed. I'm completely depressed. I'm having crazy panic attacks that I have to call every time I eat something. If I have a reaction in my throat, I'm calling my boyfriend at work. The poor guy's a lawyer and interrupting him being like, am I going to die? Am I going to die? And he'd have to talk me down. And it was like every time. And like, think about I'm my nervous system is already a mess. So every time I'm going into an audition, I'm a disaster. So the thing I love the most, everything is just sort of like failing. And I'm like, wait a minute, lady. You want me to get worse? Like, I'm not even 30 yet. And I'm like hemorrhaging blood from the inside. I can barely think straight or get out of bed. I don't even know who I am anymore. And you're telling me I have to do this for another year until I take steroids. And like, if I don't know, I'm sure some of you have, like you look at the side effects of steroids and it was almost worse than what was already happening in my body. And I was like, there's got to be a better way. So I go and I get a second opinion and that doctor, and I don't know if you've ever had a colonoscopy, first and foremost, they're not, they're not pleasant. It is not a pleasant experience. The drink alone to like forcibly give you diarrhea is the worst thing that's ever happened. It tastes so gross. And then it's like, who came up with this, right? Like you have to drink a gallon of the most disgusting tasting, thick, sweet, terrible liquid that will then give you the worst diary you've ever had. I'm like, someone hates people. Like whoever came up with it was like at one point, because I had to do a few of these in the course of my healing journey. I remember I just, it was like after I had gone back, well, the fast forward, I had gone to nutrition school. After that, I was like taking shots of it on Instagram live because it was the only way I could get myself to do it. <laughs> but like, it's so, so gross. And then like, it's just an unpleasant experience. And like in New York City, the, you, they put you under, right? And they blow all this air up into your intestines and water so they can get the camera up your butt. You know, again, not ideal. And I remember after one of the first recoveries, they don't they don't even put you in a room. It was like it just kind of like in a hallway. They left me in a hallway, like half awake, half asleep, recovering, essentially, which means farting loudly until all of the air gets out of your system. So I'm like half awake, half asleep, coming out of anesthesia in a busy hallway, just separating me by like a curtain, just loudly farting and having cold water come out of my butt. <laughs> and I was like. Is there, and like, you're slowly coming to, and I remember a male nurse came in. He was like, oh, oh, I hear you. You're not quite done yet. And I was like, could this be worse? Like literally this is the worst thing ever. Anyway. So I say all of that to say my second opinion a week later, I get another doctor who's like, let's do another colonoscopy immediately. And I was like, no fucking way, dude. Like no way. And then he was like, I also don't know what's wrong with you. Let's put you on steroids now. So I'm like, this is crazy. No one has any answers. I'm seeing specialists in New York City. And like, this just can't be, this can't be the way. And luckily I grew up in a household that was a little bit, you know, more holistic. So I had this, this big stack of test results. And my mom was like, well, why don't we just like look through your test results, do some of our own research and like, just hold a second. Like you can eventually take the stories if you need them, but like, maybe we can learn, we can educate ourselves. So I just started doing research and it blew my mind. It took very little time to find correlation between the inflammation in my intestines, which was the only thing I knew it was the only diagnosis I had 
to the anxiety, the depression, to the hair loss, to the skin stuff, to the allergies. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, how am I, again, not even a 30-year-old who did not study any of this stuff, do some light research to find that, like, there are some simple ways maybe to alleviate what's going on in my body without taking all this crazy medication. And so I tracked down, I learned everything I could about the gut, about the microbiome. And this was before it was kind of like a cool buzzword. And I I tracked down this one doctor in New York who was a specialist and he had written a book called The Microbiome Diet, this doctor, uh, Raphael Kalman. And he was wildly out of my budget because he didn't take insurance. I was, you know, a bartender actor at the time. So like there was no way we're getting into see this doctor. But I read his book. I read a bunch of reviews on this protocol he had. He had a gut healing protocol. And, you know, you took a lot of things out of your diet, you know, stimulants, you took out alcohol, caffeine, you took out anything processed, no gluten, sugar, dairy, that kind of stuff. You really simplified. And then you took a lot of supplements to help heal the lining of the gut, to help repopulate the microbiome with healthy bacteria. And for those of you who are not familiar, your microbiome is essentially a whole bunch of bugs that there, there are a few different ones, but the main one is in your intestines and your gut and they control everything from your mental health to your metabolism. They, if they're healthy, your immune system functions well. So, you know, our biggest job is to keep these little guys happy. And I wasn't because I didn't know any better. So I'm like, okay, like, what do I have to lose? Like, I've never felt worse in my life. I can barely get out of bed. I don't even know who I am anymore. Like, fuck it. Like, let's try this. And I remember I had to, for Christmas, I had to ask my parents for help because all the supplements, it was probably like $500 or something. And I was like, guys, I kind of want to do this weird thing. Can you like help me? I'm going to try to heal my body myself. Like, I don't, it's my last ditch effort. And Because I grew up in more of a hippy-dippy household, I rejected all that stuff, right? Like you do the opposite. I'm like, no, I want white bread and Western medicine. (laughs) And it was failing me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this. So they were very encouraging. And I jumped in with both feet. I, you know, I did the diet. I, I took all the supplements and it blew my mind. Within 12 days of, again, changing my diet, taking some different supplements. It was like someone changed the Instagram filter on my life. Like I woke up on day 12. I will never forget it. I Colors look brighter. Food tasted different. All of a sudden I had energy. And the weirdest thing was like my sense of self had returned. It was like someone had taken like 10, 12 years off my life. I felt like I did when I was 16. I felt like reconnected to myself. I didn't realize how I was not feeling confident. Like my brain was clear for the first time in years. And it was like, oh, life is worth something again. Like I feel alive. Like, oh, I am a creative person. And it was like, it was so crazy because it literally happened overnight, day 11 to day 12. And I was like, there is something to this. So I stuck to the protocol for about six months. And I would say 80% of all my symptoms reversed and healed. And again, I just couldn't believe it. And the biggest part for me was the mental health aspect of it. Here I was just focusing on healing my gut and what happened within less than two weeks, years of anxiety and depression completely gone. And I was like, how is no one talking about this? And then furthermore, as an actress, someone who you know makes a living or tries to, I definitely wasn't then, um, with her body, with her emotions, with her connections to herself, how's no one talking about it? Like, this is wild to me. So I was like, I got to learn anything I can. And I became one of those people who couldn't shut up about like, you guys, there's this thing in your gut called the microbiome and you'll never, and I was like, okay, Liana, like whatever. But what started to happen, which is really interesting, 
is I would start to attract people who are in a similar situation. So I'm giving them sort of like, well, this is what worked for me. Read this book. You've got to do the protocol, like play around with your diet. And I was so fascinated. I needed to learn more, but I didn't know where to go. Because this, again, over 10 years ago, and I'm looking at like, okay, do I become a nutritionist? Do I become a registered dietitian? No one was looking at the gut-brain connection. There was nobody talking about the experience I just had. So much so that my GP, my regular doctor in New York, she didn't want to hear about what I was doing. She thought it was totally weird. And she kept being like, okay, if this is working for you. So I had to go find a naturopath to come to like help me support my journey at like to get to the last part of the healing phase because she actually knew what I was talking about. My doctor didn't know what a microbiome was. She was like, yeah, okay, sure. Gut stuff. Yeah. I don't know how it's related. So it was really, really fascinating. So through, um, I got referred through a friend of a friend who's like a nurse practitioner to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And it was like an online health coaching program program. And I was like, um, that can't be real. Like A, online school, what's that? Like that wasn't a big thing back then. And B, I was like, what the hell is a health coach? That doesn't sound like a real job. But I remember, and I these are the two things that really spoke to me that I still practice and preach to this day. I took, they, they had like a sample course that you could take. And they introduced two topics that changed my life. I continue to practice. First is the concept of primary foods and secondary foods. Your primary foods being your relationships, your career, your uh, exercise or movement, your relationship to your body and spirituality. And secondary foods being food, you know, alcohol, anything you ingest. And the idea is that if one of your primary foods is out of balance, it tends to manifest itself as a secondary food craving. And I was like, whoa, as a highly sensitive person who was bulimic, who dealt with her emotions through food because she had no other tools, uh, this really spoke to me. And I could always look back on my life too. I was like accidentally skinniest when I was like in love or doing something I really liked. But I was like, how is no one talking about like happiness correlating to like weight and body and health. So I like knew there was a bigger like gut brain or emotional physical connection that, you know, no one was teaching us. So that really changed my life. And then the other concept was the concept of bio-individuality. The idea that what works for me, what foods are nourishing for me could be totally poisonous to you. Because I had spent, I remember in college, I started reading diet books too, because I got really obsessed with, you know, the weight and my body and like really being like, what's going to work and what's going to work for me. So I'd read all these diet books and try different things. And so I was always really fascinated by that kind of stuff. And it was like, whoa, this makes total sense, right? Because one friend would be like, well, I just started smoking camel lights and drinking Diet Coke and look how skinny I am. And my body's like, this is not going to work for me. <laughs> I like tried that for a week and I was like, I just feel like I'm going to die and I can't breathe. Um, and like I would see like my friends would be fine eating pizza or cheese or whatever. And, and it would bother me in a different way. And I was like, okay, I can't pay attention to what everyone else is doing. I just have to, I have to listen to myself. So I invested in the program. It for, I learned so much about nutrition, so much about listening to my body. And their whole thing was getting to the root cause. And I didn't even realize at the time that I, because I had really, I'd done tons of therapy during this time. I was really looking inward and was always reading self-help. I have this, <laughs> I have this very vivid memory that I used to live near Union Square in New York. And I would go to this one hot yoga, I'd save my pennies to go to this one kind of fancy hot yoga studio. And sometimes on the way or the way back, my favorite thing to do is to go to that Barnes and Noble 
And I would go to the self-help section and I would pick out an armful of books and I would walk to the travel section and sit in the travel section and thumb through the self-help books because I knew there was nothing sadder than like a broke at work actress (laughs) sitting in the self-help section on the floor. But if I look like I'm planning my next trip to Greece or something, it might be okay. (laughs) So I would go and I would pick, I would thumb through and, you know, which, which is the one, you know, book I could save, save all my pennies and buy and how, so I was always like looking inward at the mind, at the body. How could I fix myself? Because for so many years, I felt really broken. And it I didn't understand until I healed my body that that sense of brokenness actually had nothing to do with me and my character and everything to do with my body. And for so long, like I grew up separating physical and mental health. And truly, especially from being in this industry as long as I have, there's no separation. Your what, How you think and feel affects your physical body and your physical body affects how you think and feel. It is a cycle. And I did not learn that until I went back to school. So it profoundly changed my life. I had gotten to a better place with my eating disorder, but I didn't realize I was still kind of restrictive. It helped learning about nutrition, food in my body actually liberated me from you know the end of my eating disorder, which I didn't realize. And all of a sudden I found this passion. So I was in this very interesting space for a while where, you know, the healthier I got, the better my acting career got. So, you know, I booked a movie that went to Sundance. I was starting to work on The Tonight Show a little bit. I was doing like a lot of commercials and some comedy stuff. And the healthier I got, the more, you know, connected to my body, the healthier my body got, the better my life around me got and the more aware of certain things I was. And it was funny because it was such a holistic program. I started seeing clients on the side, like acting was always like my first love. And it's one of those really weird industries where if you quit, it means you failed. So here I was for, I would say probably the last five or six years of my acting career, I'd be the girl on set in between takes reading about gut health or neuroscience or something and like holding court. I'm like talking to the grip or talking to the hair and makeup lady. I'm like, you know, if you eat this, this happens. I'm like, it was the thing I like to talk about the most. And so I, you know, I started teaching at a conservatory. I I did nutrition for performance. That was this course I had written up. I started guest lecturing at NYU to all of their like vocal performance undergrads. I would go into companies and talk about this stuff, how it was so related, what was going on in your body and your brain, and it helped to optimize. And it wasn't until, so I had this company for a number of years and I really, it was just a passion project. I And clients would just come to me and I wouldn't pay attention. It was this thing I did on the side. And it wasn't really until the pandemic that I really got a break. You know, we all got a break, right? On some level. Because production stopped, there was, you know, you couldn't really audition. You were just sitting at home. And it was the first time in 14 years I wasn't feeling like I had to hustle, I had to grind, I had to audition, I had to do this stuff. And I was so incredibly relieved. But because we had such a mental health crisis on our hands, um, I had so many clients and and I was like, I, you know, I really dropped my prices. I was like trying to just be available for all of my former students and new people coming in because there weren't enough therapists to go around. Like there were just not enough people. So I was like, open my doors to everyone. And it was the first time in my life I was just coaching and I wasn't acting and it was the happiest I'd been in a long time. And it was like, whoa, 
whoa, this is interesting. When I slow down and I pay attention to what I like to do, it's this. And it was really interesting. I had to like essentially go to a therapist to help me quit acting because I was like, it's kind of a weird, it is a very strange industry to be in. And it was like, almost like I was addicted to, I'm like, this is part of who I am. Who am I if I let this go? But once I did that, it really connected to me, connected me to how much I love this work. And it was funny too, in my late twenties, you know, I, so I, you know, ended up right, right before I turned 30, graduating from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and I have all these clients and here, you know, they talk about going to the root cause. So people are coming to me with, you know, weight problems always. That's what it is. It was like gut problems or weight problems. And you give me a couple of sessions and we, it, you know, it turns out it's your partner or lack of partner or job. So here I am like coaching 50 year old men into different careers, which was kind of hilarious. So after I, you know, I continued, I took a few courses in hormones and gut health with IIN. And then I sought out some sort of deeper life coach training. So I worked with a master life coach for a couple of years because I was like, okay, I'm generally having to, like, I didn't realize here I thought I was going to do health stuff, but health just isn't in a vacuum of diet and exercise. It's sleep. It's stress management. It is the relationships. It is those primary foods. So when people come to me three or four sessions in, we're looking at dealing with life changes. So I had to so a very, you know, a few different things that I studied. And it's the pandemic. I am now also newly divorced because be why not? Why not do all the things at once? Where basically my husband and I, um, we had been dating or married uh, the combo for 10 years. He's a wonderful guy. He and I decide to um, split up in 2019. And then I decide to move to LA and then we have a pandemic. And then I decide to like do a full career switch. So within like a year and a half, my life is like completely turned upside down and shaken around. And all of a sudden I'm looking at like, wow, I need to look at like my finances and how I'm making money and just really like take inventory of my life. And like, I am, I kind of have a redo, right? In my mid thirties, I completely have this moment where I'm like, what do I want my life to look at look like? And I think a lot of us maybe during the pandemic had that moment where we really had to slow down and face ourselves. And for me, it was like very obvious that this work was something that I that really called to me. And when I looked back on it, it was like, whoa, I have healed, you know, from bulimia. I've healed anxiety. I've healed depression. I had healed basically what they were calling an undiagnosable autoimmune condition, right? And a very low sense of self-worth that I didn't even realize was related to how poorly I was feeling. So I had spent all of my 20, from basically like 22 to 35, really looking inward, studying healing. And I got to this point where it's like, I get to have a redo. What is this? And I'm getting all of these people, mostly women coming to me and, you know, we're all stuck at home, right? So in the beginning, right, remember when everyone was working out, like there's the first like month or two of the pandemic, where we're like, we're all going to get in really good shape because this is going to be a couple of months long. And then we realized like, whoa, this is going on for a long time. And we're stuck at home, like working at home, eating at home, homeschooling, whatever it is, then the wheels kind of fall off for everyone. So we had this pendulum swing of everyone working out to everyone being like, fuck it, I'm just drinking wine, watching Netflix and eating whatever is in the cabinet. So, you know, six months in, all everyone's having not only physical, but mental health issues, which again, my area of expertise, you know, there's no disconnection there for me. And I'm like, okay, here I am coaching people on mental health, but also physical health. 
what are the best things? How can I do this in a, in a, in a way that's going to be really more efficient for me, right? Because I have so many people coming to me. So I'm called to do group work. I'm called to do group programs. Obviously, it needs to be on Zoom because we're all stuck at home. And I keep thinking about what would sell, what would sell. And I'm hitting a wall. And then I just sort of take a step back and I'm like, okay, what am I seeing? Where, where are the pain points? And then also what worked for me? Because these are all things I've experienced. You know, I kind of laugh that like I've tried all the things, like the autoimmune stuff, the eating disorders, the hormone stuff. Like literally I've had all of the things women suffer from. Like I've tried it. I've healed from it, guys. Here we go. So I was, I took a step back and I was like, what am I most excited about? What changed my life and my body the most? What if I put all of that together? So I sat down and I put everything I knew about nutrition and hormone balance and blood sugar balance and gut health. And I paired that with, so, you know, I'm most fascinated by neuroscience these days. So understand your understanding your brain and creating new neural pathways and how you talk to yourself and what you believe and understanding that how we think and feel affects our physical body, right? So I added all that in there. And then, you know, I was lucky enough post college to go to an acting conservatory in New York. So, so much of that training was learning how to physically be in your body and to listen and to listen to your impulses and to connect to yourself. So I took all of that embodiment work and I put that in. And then for so many years, I thought I was broken. I thought there was something deeply wrong with who I was because I was so physically unwell that I have read every single self-help book there is trying to be a better person or like myself more. But I really took parts of that into it too, where it's like, where do we you know, stop beating ourselves up? So I, I kind of put that in a big cauldron, mixed it together and came up with this three-month group program. And I remember being terrified because I'm like, this is so weird. Like, I've not seen much out there like this. Like, I, I always feel like I'm the biggest weirdo on the block. <laughs> so I'm like, people are going to think this is so crazy. No one's going to want to do it. But I spent so much time building this and I felt so passionately about passionately about it that I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to put out into the world. Like, Whatever. And I remember, I will never forget this moment because I was so afraid because it was the most deeply personal thing that I'd ever done. And it was so interesting with my acting career. I loved it. I found that I loved comedy. I started doing improv. I eventually started doing stand-up. And I got to the point where I was like, I want to say my own words. And so I'm writing stand-up. I'm getting decent feedback. And I remember on stage, I had two points in my acting career where I'm like, I think I should quit. And one was the the... First and only big movie I went to, I got to do a Sundance red carpet and it was the most, it was like, it did feel like drugs, right? You stood there, everyone's taking pictures of you and calling your name and you feel famous. And for the rest of the weekend, people are recognizing me. They're coming up to me. I feel so important. I have a minor role in a movie, right? Like I have a couple of scenes, speaking scenes with a lead character, but I am by no means the lead character, you know, but man, it stroked my ego so much that I remember the week later when I was back in the Lower East Side bartending, I was like, oh my God. That wasn't real. Like you are always going to be searching for that next high, but this is really what the life is, the time in between. And I was already like hating bartending and being like, this is not it. And I remember I had the same, the first time I like killed on stage doing stand-up, it was the same thing. It was like, this feels like a high that I can spend the rest of my life chasing that is so profoundly empty. Like, I yes, I want to say my own words, but I want them, I don't, want to just do it for the sake of doing it. Like, I feel like there's something underneath it. So this is the first time I really sat down and I'm like, well, what do I have to say? And it was like, I spent 
literally from 18 to 35, healing my mind and my body, getting sick, like creating situations to get so sick, physically, mentally, emotionally, and then having to learn how to clean up the mess myself. And I was someone who had really low opinion of herself. I was so mean, you know, and it was so crazy. I hated my stomach so much. I was so always sucking in and always like hating that part of my body. Guess where I got the autoimmune disease, right? In that very same spot. So it was like, no, I just really seeing that like I had spent so long being so incredibly mean to myself. And by the time I get to like 35, 36, I was like, holy shit, like I've actually crawled my way out, like tooth and nail out of this hole. And like, what I have to say is like, I have a lot to say. And like, I see a lot of women making the mistakes, like not as intense and not all of them, but like, I don't want one other woman to suffer in the way that I suffered. I don't want someone to have such a low opinion, be so mean to themselves, be throwing up their food, be wishing they were someone else, spend years just wishing that people would like them more only to realize that it was me that needed to like myself more, right? So here I am, I put together this program. It is the most profoundly personal, vulnerable thing I've ever done. And I'm so scared, but I've spent months creating it. And when it was time to like press send and put it out into the world. I remember it was like, holy shit, Liana, you are one of those people who is so terrified, but does like, does the activity anyway. <laughs> I feel the fear and does it anyway. And I was so proud of myself because I was like, this needs to be out in the world more than I'm allowed to stay small and be scared. And it changed my life. That like pressing send in that moment changed my entire life because it was the first time I was fully living authentically, bravely and living my purpose. And it was so wild because what I felt and I did not anticipate this was what I had been searching for as an actress the whole time. I felt more creatively expressed as a woman, as an artist in that moment, especially getting to do the group program than I ever had doing like Buick commercials or even doing, I mean, I absolutely love doing the Tonight Show. Jimmy Fallon is the coolest, nicest dude. And I had the best time that they, that crew was so nice to me, but this was better. And it was like, whoa, but it was better in the way that didn't feel empty and didn't feel like drugs. It felt like just good in my whole body and soul. And people signed up. I couldn't believe it. Not tons, but in the beginning, people signed up. And after that first round, that first three months, I had people who had massive transformations. And I was like, holy shit, Liana, like all of this pain, all of this growth, all of this work that you've done can make a difference in the world and can prevent other women and other people, not just women, from suffering. And now it's like, well, this is what I do. This is what I'm dedicating my life to no matter what. So this podcast is a product of that. Like I, I am dedicated to continuing to learn, to continuing to grow. Yes, on some level, on some level, I am an expert, but on the other, I am just a couple steps in front of you. We are on this journey together. I want to continue to learn and grow and evolve. And my understanding of health has evolved really into really how do you balance your entire life and how do you stay happy and how do you stay you know, connected to your purpose and moving forward. And like, those are the questions I want to ask. So, you know, I'm going to bring on my friends. I'm going to bring on the people who, my healers, the people who helped 
changed my life, who, you know, helped me, who gave me tools. I'm going to bring on some of my former clients. And I just want to have these open hearted discussions, giving you tools, right? Because everyone's different. We go back to bio-individuality. What works for me and what works for yours are totally different. And I just want to give you guys as many opportunities to build a toolkit that works for you. So you can have not only a body that you feel good in, because I feel like everyone's entitled to health. Like I want you to feel really, really good and, and physically and really, really good about who you are. So you can create a life you love. And you'll hear me say this a million times, like your body is just this beat suit you hang out in just so you can have the best time, right? So you can pursue your dreams and have sex and eat the best pasta in Italy or whatever it is you like to do, jump on a trampoline. Like, you know, I want you to have the tools to feel really good in your meat suit so you can have a life that is incredibly spectacular to you. And I want to wrap this up by explaining a little bit about the title of this, because when I was coming up with it, I really could. I'm not the best at naming things. I remember the first name of my company, which is Healthy by Liana, which is not very creative. But before that was creatively nourishing. And I remember this one moment was like, no one's going to be able to spell your website. Like you cannot do that. So I'm like thinking about what I want the name of the podcast to be. I'm like, oh, it should be like so funny and cool. Cause like, that's who I am. I'm cool. so cool. Yeah. Right. Okay. Liana, shut up. Um, and I'm really thinking about, you know, at the core, what do I stand for? And when I was sep- first separated from my husband, which was like my healing journey and my divorce were, and, and honestly, like, I know that I'm very privileged for those to be the hardest things I've ever gone through. Um, but they were. And I remember separating from my husband, who is like a dear friend, someone who I love for the rest of my life, such a great guy, um, was the hardest thing. One of the truly the hardest, scariest things I've ever done. And I remember I just started working with this master life coach and she'd given me this book called Living with Joy. And it is my favorite, favorite text to this day. And it talks about, you know, how life always is going to be challenging, right? There's always going to be shitty things that happen. Like that is the one guarantee in life that it's hard. But we can choose to suffer through the challenges and the growth, or we could choose to love through it. And I remember picking up that, you know, that little, that little, quote and thinking, because I was so sad and I was so lost and my whole life had shattered, it felt like. And it was like, how can I, with all of these challenges, with all this heartache, with all this fear, instead of they talk about, you always like sense your heart wanting to close and wall up. And in those moments, instead of allowing it to close, how do we open it a little further and love through the difficulty? So that is what I sort of based my life on. That's what I do. I think so much of all of the challenges that happen to all of us are for our, our greatest good. They are to allow us to become the people we want to be to accomplish what we want to accomplish in the world, right? Like, you know, everything you want is outside of your comfort zone. So we always have to grow and get it. So the idea behind this is I want to give you guys all of the tools to help you love through all of the challenges to accomplish everything you want to accomplish, to be the person that you want to be. So thank you so much for joining me today. I want this to be fun. I want this to be a journey we're on together. Um, You know, I'll be sharing what I'm going through. I'll be bringing people on who are doing the same. And um, yeah, I want us to love and oh, God, God. I'm going to say it. I want us to love through it and also laugh through it. And we're not going to go further than that, okay? I'm going to leave you there. Um, But truly, thank you again. And I love you all. 